It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ego, slendy, ego, slendy, hey, hit it up the park, hit it up the park, hit it with a strike, hit it with a strike. From the national anthem, anthem. to the bottom of the night, I've been slendy, ego, slendy, ego, slendy, ego, slendy, hey, you already know what's up. What's that? Another home run. Did you know the job ain't done? Till we hold that trophy up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 421 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is June 30th, 2023. San Diego Padres, they're about to start a three-game set in Cincinnati. There's some weird start times. We can talk a little bit about the Padres Red Series, but mainly this show here, talking about some Padres midseason grades, what grades I would give this team. I got a ton of responses from Padres fans, hundreds of responses from Padres fans last night when I sent out that tweet, uh, grading some players on this team for their first half of their 2023 seasons. Uh, I did want to start with A.J. Preller, though. A.J. Preller, he spoke on Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan, just now, this morning, a few moments ago. Uh, And so I have some thoughts on some of the things that he said. If you missed it, I do want to go over some of the things that he said. And I'm sure there'll be some people that will have some thoughts on what he said as well. So just letting some people get in here. Again, reminder, you can use my code TALKINGFRIARS if you're new to the show. Code TALKINGFRIARS, $20 off uh, for SeatGeek. Click that link in the description for Breaking Tea shirts, sweatshirts, Padres, Aztecs, Wave, and then more about Gaglion Bros and Underdog Fantasy in a little bit. Um, let's go into the chat real quick to see how some people are doing here. 
some people are thinking that the Reds are going to sweep the Padres. That's what I'm seeing from Chris here. Yeah, the Reds, they're a good team. Uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. So, again, A.J. Preller on Ben and Woods earlier this morning. And first off, I want to give props to Ben and Woods because I know there's some people that have in the past liked to criticize the media for not being hard enough on A.J. Preller or not being hard enough on players or whatever uh, in the media. But I think this interview, they asked pretty much everything that fans wanted them to ask about. They were hard on A.J. Preller. It's not like they went in and, you know, asked the the generic questions about what's the problem with the team. Like, we all know what the problem is. They asked some tough questions. You think your job's on the line and all that. And um, they can't control what A.J. says after they ask the question, you know. They ask the question, and I thought there was a lot of deflection from A.J. today, uh, but that's kind of expected. Like, he's not going to say, yeah, I think I'm playing for my – I'm performing for my job here. Uh, He's going to express optimism in the club, and I think that there are a lot of fans that were disappointed uh, in that he, you know, when asked about player development and asked about the long-term contracts, he kept pointing to the past, kept pointing to the track records. But I look, I, I realize that's what he's going to say. Of course, that's what he's going to say, because that's part of the reason why they signed them to those deals. Um, and he did take responsibility at the beginning of the interview, saying like, yeah, I take responsibility for this. But then after that, it felt like it was more deflection, uh, pointing to the, the NLCS run last year, right? Um, you know, just a lot of stuff that happened in the past. And I, look, that's, that's great to like that, that helps his resume. It's a part of his resume, but fans care about what's happening right now, because going into this year, we thought that this team was going to be a world series team, a world series caliber roster. And they're not playing like that. They're not anywhere near being a world series contender right now. So we care about what's happening right now. We don't care about the track records of these guys right now. But he kept leaning on that. So I could see how some fans would be uh, irritated with that. There was a lot of, again, reiteration, believing in the group. They're asking important questions about themselves uh, on a daily basis. They expect things to change. AJ said, expects things to change going forward, eventually play into October. He also talked about, it seemed like to me most of his attitude was that he doesn't think that they're going to sell. He did mention like if it gets to that point in July and things are, you know, clear, like they're not going to be a con- in contention they're they'll be prepared to pivot if that were the case to maybe sell off some players. But it felt like to me, it was a lot of still believe in this team uh, still you know, with the mindset of trying to add. And I guess right now on the radio, AJ is going to say that like, yeah, I, I think that I believe in this team. You know, he, he needs to keep the optimism up for some fans that are going to believe in that. Right. And the players, I'm sure they will hear of this interview and they were see, they'll see some of the quotes and some of the things that he said. And if they have someone that doesn't believe in them and we're a month away from the trade deadline, 
they're probably going to be pissed off about that. So I understand him ex expressing optimism, but does he truly believe that this team can turn it around and play amazing baseball the rest of the way, play, you know, whatever the winning percentage is, win over, be over 20 games over 500 the rest of the way? He thinks that they can finish like that? Really? The way the baseball that he has seen? I mean, uh, if he does, I think that's the wrong thing to do. I don't think that AJ should be, and I think a lot of Padre fans can agree, I don't think AJ should try to go buy, be a buyer at this deadline if the team continues to play like this. Like, it feels like it's pretty much over. I said yesterday I put their playoff odds at 15 20%, and that's being generous. There's a lot of fans that would say zero. There's a lot of fans that would say like 5%, but there is still that chance. But I'm still saying, you know, 80, 85%, whatever, they're not making the postseason. So, I, yeah, I feel like they're not going to make the postseason right now. And so the optimism, the, the optimistic and all of the, yeah, I believe in this team. I think they'll turn it around. And there wasn't a whole lot. It didn't feel like his, his mind is like, yeah, I'm going to be a seller. Again, he doesn't want to preach that to the fan base. I get it. But I think you got to be real here. He did take some responsibility, but I know fans are going to have that problem of him. Yeah, it felt like he was deflecting a lot the rest of the interview. Um, I'm just reading from 97.3, the fans' Twitter, because they did lay out a lot of what was said here. Um, again, AJ, believe in the team. They have a group that needs to perform better. Preller said his job is to ask the right questions of the players and staff to find ways to do things better. The first half hasn't gone the way the team wanted it to. The team needs to be ready to hit fastballs. They've seen some improvement in that area over the last month, but they discuss mechanics and body positioning with the hitting group to prepare for fastballs. Um, okay. Mechanics and body positioning. How about just be ready to hit the fastball? Like, I think it's one of those things like that's more on the, the players. I mean, it's a fastball. You've seen it your whole life. You've seen a lot of it in the big leagues. These are a lot of experienced players. There's, it's not like there's rookies on this team that are seeing 101 or 97 for the first time. Um, when he was asked about if he th he was asked by Woodsy if he thinks that he's being played or he's playing for his job, uh, he's not playing obviously, but if he thinks his job's up in the air um, this season, like if things don't go well, he didn't answer that directly. And yeah, um, I wish that he would have said. He, he, he's not going to say like, yes, I think my job's up um, or I'm playing for my job. Like, I think I'm going to be fired if things don't go well. He's not going to say that, but at least answer the question more directly. Like you can at least spin it positively and say, yeah, um, I, I think the Padres were all on the same page and we're focused on this year, but he totally deflected on it and literally said when Woodsy asked him that he was like, we're, you know what, we're focused on Cincinnati tonight. That has nothing to do with what the question was. So, yeah, it was a lot of deflecting. Um, if things change, they will pivot from the playoff push mentality that they have, uh, as I mentioned earlier. So it was a lot of deflecting and optimism, and it just felt like, at least from the fans, 
we probably wanted more. Tell us how you really feel. This is how you really feel. Like your mindset is really to be a buyer, to try to push for a playoff spot with guys outside the roster, try to bring other guys in. That's not what this team deserves. The way that they've been playing, they don't deserve to have outside pieces come in and try to help them. Like we got to see them be better first. We got to see the core players be better. Manny, we got to see him be better. We got to see Crony play better. Got to see Bogarts play better. We got to see those guys be better for AJ, for Peter Seidler to, to sit there and say, yeah, they, they deserve to have some outside support come in, you know? So I wasn't, I, I'm not surprised by what AJ said in his interview. Um, he's someone that says a lot without saying very too much, but that's what you're supposed to do really as a GM, right? Um, Talked about, I think uh, Ben Higgins asked Preller about like the main guys, Bogarts and Manny and Crony, them not having the best starts to the season and talking about, yeah, it's just 82 games. It's 162 for a reason, pretty much like, yeah, they'll turn it around. But that's not what fans want to hear because you've had half the season, you know, first quarter of the year. Okay, they'll turn it around. But we're a half, we're halfway through the season here. And things aren't, it's not like things are looking like they're turning it around here. Um, so I don't I don't think fans should be surprised again. I don't think fans should be surprised by what AJ said here. Um, because of course he's gonna say what he said, but it's still okay to be disappointed by what he said and thinking. Maybe leave this interview thinking that, yeah, I mean, AJ might actually think that it's best to go by and continue to try to push for something that doesn't look like it's attainable right now with this team, the way they're playing. Um, let's see what some of the chat thinks here about AJ's interview. Uh, Michael says, morning, Ben. I listened to the interview and they did a great job. Yeah, I thought they asked the, the right questions. Um, Chris says, anyone who didn't watch the interview, don't waste your time. Yeah. It's all there on 97.3 The Fan's Twitter anyway. Um, when he was asked, again, when he was asked about his job, totally deflected on it. Mido Machine asked, do you think if Preller gets fired, he would get another GM job? Uh, probably not. And that probably tells you, yeah, Padres should probably part ways with AJ. Um, I think that he'll, he would get a scouting job because that's, that's what he's, that's his thing. Now being like the president of baseball operations, I don't know if that's the best thing, uh, especially if things continue to go the way they're going this year. Uh, Devin says deflection on not admitting this underwhelming season is on him. It's totally on Preller. I'm scared of what he's going to do come the trade deadline. Personally, I wouldn't buy at all. Yeah, I wouldn't buy right now either. Um, I would have Snell go, I'd have Hader go, and I'd have conversations about Ha-Sun Kim at his highest value right now. I'd have conversations about Juan Soto. I, I, I'm not at the point to trade Juan Soto. I'm probably not at the point to trade Ha-Sun Kim, but I think they should have so those conversations if this play continues to be like this. Yeah, there's you're, you're giving up future resources 
Like if you're going to give up prospects and stuff like that to go buy, it's you're wasting resources and you're giving people resources that might be able to help you in the future. And I'm talking about if they have to give up top 20 prospects or something because they want to go get some big player, you know, it's not worth. That's not, you're, you're going to hurt the franchise more by doing that. The season's already not going the way that we want it to. And if AJ wants to try to go save the season when things aren't looking good, like the season, it's only savable if these players play better. I don't think the season's saved by you getting a couple guys at the trade deadline and those guys come over and do well, which there hasn't been a great history of that happening, by the way, of guys being traded over here, you know, mid-season and coming over and doing great. So, yeah, I, I, I would be a seller. The team has not, they have not shown or proven to front office, like, yeah, this is a team to, to go buy, you know, this is a team that deserves to have the front office invest more into. Um, Devin asked, should Preller have a meeting with the team like Steve Cohen did with the Mets? Steve Cohen met with the team or he met with the media? I'm sure Steve has talked to players and I'm sure Preller talked to players. Like he's involved. Um, but at the end of the day, it's on the players. Like Preller does get blamed for sure. But I'm talking about on the field. Like there were a lot of people excited about this team going into the year. And a lot of it was because of the big players that they had. And those big players, for the most part, the majority of them this year, have not performed up to the level of expectations. So it's on them to be better. I don't think AJ needs to go in there and be like, you guys got to play better. I think the players know that they have to play better. All right. I'll be back after this quick break, and I want to get to the Padres' midterm grades. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right, getting to the midterm grades for some players on this team. I'm going to group like the rotation together. I'm going to group the bullpen together. But for the position players, the main position players on this team, I'm going to go through them and give my letter grade what I would assign to them 81 games into the season. 50% of the way through the season, what would I give to them? I got a ton of responses about this uh, when I asked Padres fans on social media last night. Over 65,000 saw this tweet. I said, give a grade to the following Padres players, 50,000, or not, excuse me. Give a grade to the following Padres players 50% of the way through the season. Austin Nola, Gary Sanchez, Jay Cronenworth, Hassan Kim, Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Trent Grisham, Fernando Tatis Jr., Matt Carpenter, and Nelson Cruz. There's some other guys like Rudin Odor, but really the main guys that have gotten playing time, consistent playing time, right? I don't really care about Brandon Dixon's grade or anything like that. So I got... Uh, Over 160 responses, so I'm not going to go through all of them. There were 50 quote tweets about it. And the consensus 
with the fan base for Austin Nola. We'll start with the catching position. Um, the, the consensus there was F. There were a lot of F minuses. I didn't know that was a thing. But yes, Austin Nola, the grade there, it should be an F. And the team overall, I think, should be an F. Um, look where they are. Like the expectations going into the year. We'll get to the players, but I forgot about talking about the team here. The team should be an F. Um, expectations were high, World Series contenders, and they're nowhere near that. Like, end of story, F. Uh, Nola, F. The guy's hitting 138 this year, no power, 254 on base percentage, 441 OPS. He only has one home run this year. It's garbage. So, yes, F. Gary Sanchez, I'm going to give him a C. There were a lot of Bs for Gary Sanchez among the Padre fan responses, and I understand that, like the hot start. And if you compare him to Nola, like it's much better. And so if you compare him to Nola, yeah, I'd, I'd probably give him a B. Uh, but if you look at the overall work with him as a Padre, um, yeah, really good start. But he's hitting 132 in his last 15 games. Like the production has fell off a little bit offensively. So I'd, I'd give him a passing grade. Um, because if Nola is failing, obviously, I'd give Gary a passing grade because he is a better option. He does have the power potential. He did have a good start. Um, and we'll see, we'll see if he can continue being an okay. I, I think he's an okay catcher. Nola sucks. I think Gary, he's an okay catcher. Uh, Jake Cronenworth pains me to say this, but if you're looking at it from, Jake Cronenworth's perspective, like if I were to ask Jake, what grade would you give yourself? He would give an F. So I'm going to give an F. Um, everyone knows he's my favorite player, him and Joe, and I like Xander as well. But like Jake, he he's admitted recently, admitted to Kevin Acey. I've been too hard on myself. I, maybe I've been too hard on myself. Just like he knows that he has sucked this year uh, offensively with – the expectations, signing the big contract, and this is how he's playing. So I'm going to give him an F. I'm not going to be easy on him. Um, defensively, like if we're taking everything into account, maybe you say a C, because I'm not saying a D, like Ds don't count. It's you're either A, B, C, or F. If you're not passing with a C, you're an F. Um, maybe I'd give him a C if you look at everything with the defense and all that, because I think he's been good. But the offense, just it's just been so disappointing that it's hard for me to to look to sit there and be like well the defense is good so i'll give him a c again if you ask jake himself he would be like no the defense it should be there every day the offense that needs to be much better it's failing this year um for expectations for the contract i got look at the numbers in 2022 239 average this year 208 332 on base percentage last year, 310 this year. 722 OPS last year, 656. An OPS well below 700. That's nowhere near good enough for Jake Cronenworth. For his standards, for Padres fans' expectations of him. So, again, I'm not going to be easy. I'm going to give it enough. Uh, Hassan Kim, I'm going to give him a B plus. I saw some A's there for him, but... He did have a 625 OPS in the first month of the season. But I'm get, so I was close to an A, but I'll give him a B plus. I think he's been one of the better players on the team. I would not be shocked 
if he actually made it to the all-star game, maybe as an all-star game replacement, if someone doesn't play at second base, wouldn't be shocked. Kind of like how Jake made it last year at Dodger stadium. Wouldn't be shocked. 15 defensive run saves. He's been tremendous there. His numbers. If you look at his numbers and you compare them like season by season, he's gotten better ever since he has come to the San Diego Padres year by year. Last year, or excuse me, 2021, 202 batting average, 270 on base percentage, 622 OPS, 73 OPS plus. 2022, 251 average, 325 on base, 708 OPS, 106 OPS plus. And so far this year, his average has improved 258, 344 on base percentage, 755 uh, OPS, and a 113 OPS plus. So OPS plus adjusted right, 100 league average. 2021, again, 73, 2022, 106, and this year, 113. He's continuing to get better. He's been in the leadoff spot some this year. And it feels like he's one of the only Padres where it's like, doesn't matter what the score, he's giving you that full effort. And you can see that he really does care. So, yeah, I, I love what I'm seeing from Kim this year. Slow start. I'm going to bump him down to a B plus. But look, th- with the high expectations for this team this year, I'm going to be tough on these grades. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I'm going to give him a little bit of, you know, some some wiggle room. I'll bump it up. There's no curve here. Like, no, I'm going to be critical of almost all of these players because they're not performing up to expectations for, you know, the majority of the team, uh, especially offensively. You know, that's just it. Xander Bogarts. You could say that he deserves to have like a C because he had a great start to the year offensively, right? First 30 games reaching base, good defense, pretty solid defensively. But I'm going to give him an F because kind of like the crony thing. Ask, if you ask Xander, what grade would you give yourself for this year? He'd say an F probably. I know he had the wrist thing, but in 2022, hit 307, 377 on base percentage, 833 OPS. So far this year, he's hitting 260, again, compared to the 307 average last year. His on-base percentage, 344, compared to 377 last year. His OPS, 735, compared to 833 last year. Like, I get it. It's only halfway through the year. But Xander, he has high expectations for himself. He's critical of himself. He's critical of the team to the media. So I'm going to be critical there of him. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say, no, he deserves a C, good start. Like, overall this season, you look at the overall numbers and you look of, uh, you look like since those first 30 games, it's not been good. So offense is a huge thing with this because the Padres, remember, they didn't go after Brandon Jury. They didn't bring back Josh Bell. They didn't bring in an offensive first baseman. They missed on Abreu. So they brought in Xander. Because they wanted to construct the best lineup. They said, yeah, we'll move Crony to first. We'll have Kim at second still. We'll have Xander at short. We'll have Tatis be in the outfield full time. We want the best offense. And Xander has not done enough this season to fulfill that, you know, to to, to uh, meet those high expectations and be that better off offensive player, you know? So I'm going to be critical of it. I'm going to give Xander... Uh, an F. I'm going to give Manny an F this year. 298 average last year, right? Carried the team on, um, he was, you know, on pace, right? MVP. 
I thought that he should have won MVP, but he has not been that this year. I think he's been good defensively. He always is, but I'm sorry. You don't get paid as much as he's get pay, getting paid. You don't get a $350 million extension before the year for your defense. It's a lot on offense. And yeah, I know he's battling in, in a couple injuries, um, but it's still, you're on the field. If you're on the field, we're going to say that you're healthy and it's not been good enough. Uh, 298 average last year, 248 this year, 366 on base percentage last year, 291 this year. Look at the OPS, 897 OPS last year. Really good. This year, 690. 690 this year, 897 last year. I mean, it's bad. And he said to Kevin AC during that Pittsburgh series after saying, I don't have time, which was a bad look. But he came back, was accountable. Yes, I'm embarrassed for my play this year. I'm a, I think the whole team's embarrassed. That's great. I, I like that accountability. But, you know, grading his play on the field, yeah, it's not been good. It is an F. You, you can't I'm – su I'm surprised that there were some fans, and this is probably some fans that want to be nice. There were fans that, you know, gave Manny not an F. I'm going through some of these uh, comments. Some, and to be fair, some fans were saying D for Manny, but I'm not counting a D. It's either passing with a C or it's an F. Um, someone here I'm seeing Manny Machado C. Manny Machado C again. Manny Machado C plus. Like, how can you say that after Manny came off of a great season last year? He, like, pretty much demanded a contract extension. Because in spring training, right, beginning of spring training, he says, yeah, I'm going to opt out at the end of the year. And that became like the huge storyline. Is a Manny Machado extension going to be done? What happens if a Manny Machado extension isn't done in this, uh, before the season starts? That's going to be a huge distraction, right? Let's We got to get that done. And what happens now? He has the money. And the distraction is more him saying, I don't have time to talk to Kevin AC after the game. The distraction is, well, not a distraction. It's just a problem. His offensive performance. We're talking about him being bad offensively this year. Imagine if he didn't have the contract, what we would be talking about, you know? So, yeah, I'm not saying to be clear, I'm not even, I don't even want to connect the money to Manny's play. Because I know he's not that guy, doesn't seem like that guy that, oh, he gets paid and then stops trying. He hasn't won a World Series yet. He really wants to win a World Series, especially for the city of San Diego. He loves being here in San Diego, playing for the Padres. The comments that he's made, it seems like he loves the fans. Um, so I'm not saying he has stopped working hard. Not saying that. Because he could have stopped after the contract he got from the Padres the first time, right? $300 million. Now he has 350 more, right? Or 350, what, what is it? Like $500 million in total, whatever it is. Um, like he has a lot of money, but he's, he, I don't think he stopped working, but it's still not the best look when you get the money and your first year in this, after getting the extension, your first year is the worst year of your career. You know, 
Again, I, I'm not going to connect the money. I'm just saying that some fans are going to look at that and be like, that's a bad look, Manny. That, that's, that's Some fans might try to connect the dots saying, yeah, he stopped caring. He's not working hard now. Look, he got the extension from Seidler. Smart play by Manny in spring training. I, I, I don't think that. I think he's having a bad, really bad year for his standards, and he knows that. Just saying. That's what some fans might say. So, yes, an F for Manny. Soto, I'm going to give him an A-. Uh, he had a bad start to start the year, uh, but he has been great for the most part this season. I, I think, yeah, there's some times where I'd like him to hustle a little bit more, but 268 average, 424 on base percentage, 913 OPS. He has a higher average, higher on base percentage, higher OPS, higher slugging than he did last year. Um, He's been one of the Padres' better players this season. While the offense has really been struggling, he's been better. Slow start. Yes, slow start. Got to penalize him for that. They don't pay him for his defense, though. Um, they, they didn't acquire him for his defense either. So I'll give him an A-. minus. Um, he's been good. He's been good offensively. Maybe I should give him a B plus because I gave Kim a B plus. Or maybe I should give Kim an A minus now that I'm thinking about it because of, you know, Kim also had a slow start, but he's been good offensively and he's great defensively. He's improving year after year. So maybe, maybe I'll give Kim an A minus, you know, make that even because I think that those are similar things there. I know Kim's not as good as Soto, but um, both have similar circumstances, how they started the year, how they've rebounded. So I'll go A minus for Kim now as well. Change that. Trent Grisham, I'm going to go C- minus because he's playing. Uh, I should probably go F because with Manny, I went F. He has good defense too. Yeah, I should probably go F with Grish. Um, I was going to go C-, minus, say, gold, you know, great defense, the, the gold glove defense. That'll save him from being an F. But I didn't. that didn't save Manny from being an F. And I know Manny's a much better player, uh, but still Grish. 210 average this year, 317 on base percentage, 688 OPS. He has lower numbers compared to his career averages this year. Remember how bad last year was? Like, it's still that. It's still that. The numbers say that. So, yeah, it's been bad. And we'll see if the Padres want to try to upgrade that. They move Tatis to center field at some point, and they try to go get a corner outfielder. We'll see. Um, again, right now, I don't think that's the smartest move to do to try to go upgrade this team when they're not going anywhere, but uh, except going, you know, on their couch in October, but we'll see what happens. Well, there's still time for the next month for AJ and Seidler to be persuaded to go by, which I don't even know if we want this team to go win a bunch. Like I do, if they're going to go win the world series, right. But if, the, if, if they're just going to win to barely miss the postseason. And that's going to trick Seidler and Preller to being like, yeah, let's go buy. Let's add on to this team. I don't want them to do that because if they're not going to go anywhere, then stop. Just don't make it worse. You know, go get something for Hader. Go get something for Snow. That's a different conversation, though. Um, so I'd go an F for Grish. I was going to say C minus, but I'll go an F to stay consistent. Uh, Tatis, I'm going to give him an A. 275 average, 340 on base percentage, 858 OPS. He's been great defensively. He leads the team in war. Um, maybe he'll be an all-star this year. We'll see. 
maybe I should ding him for the 20 game suspension because he did hurt the team for those first 20 games. But when he's been on the field, again, great defensively, much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, now, with that said, if this makes sense, I'm not like super surprised that he has been great because he's a freak of an athlete. Uh, but he's been tremendous there. We'll see if he moves to center field at some point. Maybe that's this year. Maybe that's next year in the future. And offensively, he's been one of the the better offensive players. It, it, it feels like it's been him, Soto, and Ha Sung Kim. Those have been the better offensive players. So, yeah, I think I got to give Tatis an A. Uh, Matt Carpenter, F, 182 average, 642 OPS, a negative war. Hasn't hit a home run since May 21st, so he's like Xander. I know Xander homered at home recently, but it's like you're not getting popped there. Comes in. I think he has a player option for next year too, so we might have to have Matt Carpenter for next year as well. You come in as the DH, maybe can play some first, but mostly DHing. And now we're at a point with Matt Carpenter where he's not playing very much as the DH. Now you're seeing Rugnet Odor or Nelson Cruz be that. When there's a righty on the mound, they're going to Odor, not Matt Carpenter. When that's happening, yeah, that signals that's an F. Nelson Cruz, I'm going to give a C to. Not an F because I think he's been better as of late. He did have that good stretch. Um, was I think it was to, to start the season. And Carpenter, at one point, he, he was like second in the team and runs driven in or may have been tied for the lead. But that was early on in the year, and that was because the offense sucks. Uh, or it sucked, you know, with runners in scoring position and driving in guys. So I don't know if that was the best thing to be like, you know, for Carp to pump his chest out about. I'm not saying he was, but for the Carp defenders to be like, well, he leads the team in RBIs. I, I don't know if that's the best thing to to pump your chest out about because of how early it was on in the year. And look what he's doing now. Look at the the total th- the total package, I guess, for. The, the total amount of work for 2023, you know. Uh, but Cruz, since the start of the month, a 922 OPS. And with him, I'm not going to give him an F. Like, he's not making as much money as Matt Carpenter is. $1 million. Shouldn't have had as high expectations going into the year with Nelson Cruz as Matt Carpenter. Nelson Cruz, coming off a bad year. I know he had the eye surgery, but he's like 42, right? Uh, Carpenter's younger. Not a whole lot younger. It's not like he's 20, but he's younger. He had the multi-year contract. He played really well last year before he got hurt with the Yankees. So there should have been higher expectations, and he has played worse. He has been worse than Matt Carpenter has. So I think that's just, that, that. it makes sense to have Cruz barely be passing with a C and Matt Carpenter failing this year. Um, all right, getting to the rest of the grades, bullpen and rotation. With the bullpen, I'm going to give it a B. And I know that recently the bullpen has not been great. Josh Hader is not pitching forever. But when Josh Hader is pitched, he's pitched really well for the most part. The bullpen as a whole this year, again, I know it's easy to look at it like, oh, well, recently they've not been good. Look at Tim Hill, Stephen Wilson on the IL, Brent Honeywell struggles, Nick Martinez's struggles. But as a whole, I got to give it a B. And maybe I'll go B minus because as of late, but as a whole, Top 10 in F4, third in ERA, and I'm talking about in baseball. And in baseball, they're fifth, 75.2%, fifth in left-on-base percentage. Like, the bullpen 
for the most part this year, I think they've done their job. I think the rotation for the most part this year has done their job. The main thing is the lineup, right? Guys with runners in scoring position, just the lineup overall, not even just with runners in scoring position. A lot of guys on this offense need to be better, and they've been failing this year. And so I'll compare the bullpen starting rotation grades to the rest of the lineup grades, and I'm like, well, you can see the, you can see why this team is failing here. Uh, rotation, I'm going to give a B minus two. I was going to give it a B, uh, but I'll give it a B minus just because there were some inconsistencies at the start of the year with Snell, Musgrove, slow start, Darvish. He's been inconsistent this year. And then you add in like Reese Kinnear, Ryan Weathers, the lack of depth. Um, I'll throw that in there. But for the most part, I think the rotation's been pretty solid this year. Got to give credit to Michael, uh, to Michael Walker. Yeah. But I know we're going to bat, we bash AJ a lot now, right? And deservedly so. Results are the results. But you got to give him credit for the Michael Walker signing. 114 ERA in, his, in the last two months. That's a big sample size there. I know he's on the IL, but he's been really good. Seth Lugo only has two starts this year with four or more runs allowed. I think he's been pretty solid at the back of that rotation. Musgrove has a 198 ERA in his last six starts. So again, like I said a little bit earlier, I did bump this down to a B, um, or what I say, B minus, because of some of the inconsistencies, and I can't take out the start of the season for guys like Joe Musgrove. It wasn't as good as he wanted it to be. But as of late, been really good. Can't take out the start of the season for Blake Snell. But as of late, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, actually, he's been like the best pitcher in baseball. June, in the month of June, he's first in strikeout percentage, 46.5%. He's second in ERA, 0.87. First in FIP, 1.56. And he's first in F4, 1.5. So he's been really good. So B for the rotation, maybe B minus B, maybe B minus for the bullpen. Like that's, that's good. That's fine. Um, some areas you want it to be more consistent, be better earlier on in the year. Maybe some in the rotation want it to be better, uh, but not, you're not going to have great starts every time out. The bullpen's not going to be great every time out. You look at the lineup though, and the grades that I gave to the lineup. And I think most of these are fair. Uh, a lot of these are fair. Um, there's a lot of F's in there. Their season there, and that's what bumps this team down, right? You look at A's are way up here. You got B, you got C, and you got the F, right? So you got the pitching staff here with the B, and then you got the F's and the C's. That's gonna drag. That's gonna weigh it down, right? On on the scale. Sorry for the podcast listeners. Maybe that's not the best thing there that I showed because I'm showing it visually for the YouTube audience, but that's gonna weigh it down. And especially the offense is going to do it. It's going to weigh it down because those are guys there every day. They're in the lineup every day. Um, Nola, F. Sanchez, you could say B, but I'm going C. Crony, F. Bogarts, F. Manny, F. Grisham, F. Uh, Carpenter, F. Cruz, C. Like, that's a lot of Cs. Initially, I said Grish, C-. minus. So if you want to say C-, minus, okay, that's still not great. So... There, you look at the offense, those guys that I named there one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys there. Again, I, I didn't include guys like Runet Odor, Brandon Dixon, because who really cares to be honest? Um, but guys that are playing, you got at least for my grades, one, two, three guys out of eleven that are probably 
exceeding your expectations or doing really well um, that have like a, a A grade or a B plus grade. Kim, here on my notes, I say B plus, but I'm going to go A minus just to fill that uh, with Soto, like to, to put them equal because of their circumstances, how their seasons have happened so far the first half of the year. Three guys there out of 11. There you go. The rest are C, C minus, F, and, and there's multiple guys there. Three of those guys, Bogey, Manny, Crony, that are on huge contracts. So the story there is the offense, you know, when you look at the grades. So I'll get to the chat. Hopefully you enjoyed me giving out those midterm grades. Again, there were thousands of people that saw that tweet last night. There were hundreds of uh, comments and replies giving their grades. So I can get to some of those and then I'll get to you guys in the chat, obviously, that are here with me live. But I'll be back after this. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's Underdog Fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. I forgot to talk about when I was, when I was mentioning Hassan Kim and talking about the grade I would give him for the All-Star game. I think there's a legit shot that he could be named. Now they could put other players, shortstops, third baseman, whatever. I guess they could put him at second base. But Luis Arise starting for the Marlins, or starting for the NL, obviously, from the Marlins. Obviously, oh, you know, what is he hitting right now? 400? 392. He's really close to 400, and that's obviously the 400 watch, right? He's been incredible. But after that, you look at the fan graphs. War, and I know war is not everything, but I like to look at it. And F4, Kim is third in the National League. Tyro Estrada is one, or him and Arise, 2.6. And then Kim's right behind them at 2.5. Like, he's someone that it seems like he cares about this Padres team and their success, their failure. 
He's sprinting out balls. The hustle's there. Maybe get him a tighter helmet, but like he's he cares. Um, and I, I want that guy to be one of the Padres representatives at the All Star game. And I'm not going to be surprised if he's there. His numbers have improved year over year over year. 112 weighted runs created plus, which is not as great as some of the other second basemen here. Cattell Marte, um, Brennan Donovan, but obviously a rise. Uh, better weighted runs created plus than Tyra Estrada. So, like, he already has nine home runs, and he had 11 all of last year. Like, the power is getting there. So, don't be surprised if he is a replacement there or he's named as a reserve for the all-star game. And I think Hader will get in maybe Snell. I don't think Waka. Um, I don't think he would go with the shoulder stuff. Who else? Tatis. Tatis. I don't know about Soto, to be honest. I don't know. I know I gave him an A, but I don't know if he's going to get named. But I think Tatis has a good chance. I think Kim and Hader. I think those are good chances there. All right. Devin, going to the chat here. Devin says, my midseason grades are already not going to be good. D or F. Says, B, B plus for the bullpen. A minus B plus for the starting pitching. That was around where I was there. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Uh, Nancy says, I'm worried about Manny. He looks tired and doesn't seem to be able to hit the ball or run anymore. Still good at defense, though. Well, look, it's been a it's been a bad year. It's been, I think, his worst year of his career so far. And so, yeah, it's going to look like he can't hit the ball. Looks like he can't run anymore. But I promise you that's not the case. Like, the talent's still in there. Um, but I- I'm done with sitting here and saying, it's going to turn around. Look at the track records. Because that's... You guys don't want to hear that with the way the team's playing. The team doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt right now. It doesn't. They deserve fans like me, other fans, talk show hosts saying this team's an embarrassment. That's what they deserve right now because that's the way that they're playing. Devin gives Crony an F, Manny an F, Sander an F, Kim B. Carpenter and Cruz also big fat Fs. I don't know about Cruz. Like I said, but Carpenter and all the other guys pretty much agree with Kim. I'd probably give an A minus two, but we're in the same range there. Nancy says, too bad we didn't wait on these contracts until we saw how they would play this year. Who knew? Well, see, that's the benefit of hindsight. It's easy to say that. It's easy for us to look like, dang, Seidler doesn't look that great for giving for giving Manny that contract and not letting him play out this year. But come on. At the time, and still, I'm not someone that has that opinion. I don't think Seidler looks bad for giving Manny the contract. I don't. I think that this could still end up being a good contract for the Padres. Same thing with Bogarts. I think it's too early to say that. Now, you have a better case to say, yeah, that wasn't a great decision. But still, I think it's too early to say that. So it's easy for hindsight to do that. Um, because, yeah, Manny has not been great. And who knows how much money they, they would have been able to save if Manny continues playing like this and they wanted to still give him a contract. They probably wouldn't have had to pay $350 million like they did before the year. Um, so, yeah, it's again, it's obviously easy to say that, but you got to look at it from Seidler and Preller's view at that point. Like Manny is just coming off of a season which he should have won the MVP. You're not going to give the extension to him, especially if you're Peter Seidler. There's been some talk about Preller not wanting it and some people in the front office not wanting it, but it's Peter Seidler's organization here. It's his operation. He wants something, then he's going to, he overrules AJ. He overrules the front office. So he wanted the extension. So you could put it on him, but he's just, again, he's in his prime coming off of going to the NLCS, carrying the team last year, should have won the MVP at the time. Yeah. It made sense to give Manny the contract and, I'm I'm not going to sit here and bash the contract right now. He's not. I'll bash Manny's play this year, but I think it's too early to bash the contract. Same thing with Bogarts. Uh, Matt says desperation leads to bad decisions. No reason to bid against yourself for Xander Crone contract completely unnecessary. But here's the thing: that's not what people were saying at the time of the Crony extension. I hate that. I hate when people say that. Maybe you were Matt, so. I'm not saying like you weren't, but I saw a lot of fans. This is great. This is a great move. Um, Cause I remember I, I did a show that was right. I think that was right after the two losses to the Rockies to, to open up the year. And news came out from Dennis that an extension was going to happen. And there were people like, yeah, so it's a good move for the Padres. Great for both sides. And now they're sitting there and saying, did you have to give the contract to Crony? Like, what are you doing? 
You can't say that if you like the contract at the time. We're less than a year into it. I that's that's my thought on that. Um, but now the cro uh, not crony Xander. You have more of a case on that about bidding against yourself for Xander. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was a team that was going to come close to the 280 that you offered him, and the Red Sox obviously weren't. So yeah, maybe you did. Um, see what Dansby got right. What he he got less than 200, I think. It sh- it probably should have been over 200, but not 280. I would say. I'm I'm seeing the Suarez contract thing. Matt saying Suarez contract may be the worst of all. But again, at the time, Robert Suarez, one of the best relievers in all of baseball. So you have to look at it from then. Padres didn't know that he was going to get hurt. When the Suarez extension happened, was the majority of the fan base mad about it? No. They liked it. They were happy about it. They were like, okay, so we don't have to give $100 million to Josh Hader. He can step in as the closer after Hader leaves. That's that's what the thought was. It wasn't, oh, this is another Drew Pomeranz contract. That's not what the thought was. So it's easy to say that now. That's what I'll say about that. It's easy to say that now. I agree, Barry. Uh, Seidler must be irate. Yeah, all this money that he spends and... This is what he gets. This is what his fans get. This is the most money you spent on a team. And this is one of the worst teams he's had, you know? Most disappointing team in Padres history right now. Let's see what else the chat is saying here. Iris says, AJ on Ben and Woods this morning, typical Q&A. He just bounced off every question with the same answer. Yeah, relying on the track record. Oh, look at what the players did last year. 2022, NLCS, remember that? Um, The fans don't care about that right now. Like, last year, that was great. But going into this year, we wanted to build on that. And that's not what we've seen. So fans don't care about that right now. That's that's deflecting on your past success. The past doesn't matter right now. What matters is what you're doing right now, what the team is doing right now. And the team right now is seven games under 500. And by the way, they're going to be playing a, a good Cincinnati Reds team here later today in this three starting this three game set. So he took responsibility at the start, but then it felt like it was a lot of deflecting. Um, okay. Quick, uh, Reds Padres preview. So the Reds, they entered today, 43 and 38. Graham Ashcraft, he's going to get the start for the Reds. And then Seth Lugo, he's going to get the start for the Padres. I think Darvish could be starting in one of these games in this series. I think tomorrow is expected to be Waka. He was going to start today, I think, but then the schedule with Darvish, Maybe he was going to start Friday, then he wasn't going to push back, push back. So they're having Lugo start today. Um, TBD for tomorrow, if you look on the MLB app uh, for the Padres, and then Sunday TBD, but it looks like it would be Waka and Darvish in these last two games. Look, the Reds, they're a good team. They're a better team than the Padres are. They have the young talent coming up. 
they have Ellie De La Cruz, obviously. He's like their Fernando back in 2019 when Fernando came on, right? That's that for the Reds. And Myers obviously got DFA'd. I think he got released by the Reds earlier in the year. Like they're at a point where these young guys are coming up. They're helping this team out. Matt McClain, I think, is their shortstop, one of their infielders. He's been playing well. He's another rookie. Like the young talent has been helping. And they've got a shutdown back of that bullpen with uh, Alexis Diaz. He's been really good. We'll see if Josh Hader even gets save opportunities in this series, the way this team's playing. Is he going to pitch? Is he alive? Don't know. He hasn't pitched in forever. The Padres, they're at a point, I was saying this yesterday on the show, reacting to the Padres Pirates series. They're at a point where who cares when Josh Hader pitches? Sometimes the save, it's going to be in the seventh inning. Like worry about kind of like when it's an elimination game in the postseason, worry about game three later. It's game two right now. Got to win this game, you know, or worry about game two later. It's game one. Win this game. The Padres, like Preller said on the interview with Ben and Woods this morning on 97.3 The Fan, we're focused on today when he was deflecting about if he thinks he's playing for his job this year. If you're focused on today, then go win today. Focus, full focus, full intensity, energy on today. Don't worry about what's happening tomorrow. Oh, got to save Hater for maybe a save situation tomorrow. No, go win today. Give yourself the best chance at winning today. Because if you lose today, guess what? You're now eight games under 500 and you keep digging a bigger hole. The hole is still, the hole already, I shouldn't say still, it's already huge. You got to dig yourself out of that. And it's going to take a long time, little by little by little, right? You can't dig out of that hole if you lose again and you don't show urgency. So we'll see what happens. Uh, tomorrow, 1040 is the first pitch, 1040 a.m. Some weird start times. 2.10 Pacific time today, 10.40 tomorrow, 10.40 on Sunday. I did see, I think in the Union Tribune, there's the Taylor Swift concerts in Cincinnati. So they have, those are at night, I guess. So they pushed up the start time, which is obviously smart. Um, maybe fans can attend both, or I don't know if it's traffic. I don't know the situation in Cincinnati, but that's what they're doing. That's why the start times are pushed up. Um, so, yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm not expecting the Padres to win this series. I mean, maybe I should because it's just a Padres thing to do, right? They get swept by the Pirates, season's over, and then they're going to win the series against uh, a good Reds team. And they're going to want to try to trick us into thinking that the season's not over when, come on, I I'm leaving the door open. It's very small, very small crack. It's cracked open um, of the team you know, having that small chance of making the postseason. But like I said yesterday, I'm, I'm giving this team an 85% chance of missing the postseason. 15%, 20% maybe at being a postseason team. That's me just hoping, really. And that's me just sitting here on June 30th and seeing that, oh, there's still some time. But I know that the season right now, it's over if they continue to play like this. It's a failure of a season. They continue to play like this, it's a failure. So far, it's been a failure. So, yeah, um, I'm expecting them to lose the series, although maybe I should expect them to win it, if that makes sense. Um, it would be nice to sweep the Reds, but, I mean, let's win one game here. <laughs> let's win tonight, right? Focus on tonight. We'll see what happens. Uh, Matt here. This is, a, this is a drop the mic. We'll end it here with this. Matt says, Taylor Swift has a higher OPS than NOLA. 
All right. That's it. Talking Friars episode 421. Thank you all for the time. Again, reaction to the Preller stuff. Grading Padres 50% of the way through the 2023 season. Pre-game thoughts later today. Remember the San Diego State deadline is today. We'll see if San Diego State does anything. Thank you, everyone, for the support. I really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you all later. See ya. Thank you.